Listen to the prophet, cursed delusion, living a tortured and uh, nurtured vision of that. Nonetheless, do you see what's going on right now? And you, you got to keep in mind, the same about Republicans, the same about Democrats. I'm so sick and tired of hearing people say uh, this is about Republicans or this is about Democrats or the liberal media or the uh, Republican media. All right, you're letting the media tell you that which uh, which side is which. I mean, really? Because when I go out on the streets, I don't see anyone talking about this shit. They're putting out there on the television. Except there is one big problem. It does not matter if it's Donald Trump. It doesn't matter if it's Jesus Christ. And I'm sure some think that Donald Trump is Jesus Christ. Could be in many different ways. I mean, we never really fully know the understanding of that Bible. But the one problem we do have is this. Is that we are having what's going on is the initial beginnings of quite a spell being put upon Americans. Now listen to me. I've never been wrong, so this one's going to be far out. It'll take you a while to grasp it. But I am style. I am S-T-Y-L. It'll make sense to you later. What we have is the establishment of it being okay to lie. So what you say? We're not talking about if you cheated on your boyfriend or girlfriend. We're not talking about if you went to the store last night. We're not talking about if you you know took a big hit of cocaine last night. Okay, guilty as charged. Or am I? Did I just lie? See, if you can tear down that wall between lies and the truth, what you're doing is something that's very dark because you are essentially, even if it's metaphoric, removing the building blocks of the entire universe. Say what? Look, man, God is love, man. What are you talking about? I didn't say it wasn't love. I didn't say it wasn't love, but I'll tell you this much. The truth is going to be closer to love than love is a lie. So when we talk about this grandiose, long-term devil trying to take over the planet, you're looking at it right now. I mean, let's be honest. Right now is actually the best time to watch the news. Why? Because you're watching it come apart. It's all coming apart. It's making no sense. People don't even know what's going on with the impeachment hearing to where they just don't want to hear about it anymore. They don't even want to see anything. They want nothing to do with it. The devil would love that. I mean, we were catching on so quickly. I mean, there is... It got to be... Got to be just based on consciousness, not on some poll taken. Not one American, not one American, I don't care what, what, what news station you watch, if you even watch it, that believes the media is telling you the truth. Yet, if you want to find out what's going on in the world and you're not really associated with many circles, you're going to believe that the media is telling you everything that's really going on. And what's really going on is the president's lying all the time uh, and he can't get in trouble for it. Does it, no, no, they're going to tell you it's, it's the Republicans or it's the, it's the Democrats. First of all, the Democrats didn't come up with this. The CIA and the FBI are the ones who said Russia definitely hacked into the Internet. Well, how did they do that? And what did they do? Are you trying to suggest that they changed the numbers? Remember, that's what they were saying. They were saying on Facebook and all that. That's why they regulate it now. They, they, they hacked in. It's a World Wide Web. How do they hack in? How do they hack into the World Wide Web? Or they put out fake ads. Okay, so so you're telling me that the generation that the famous quote is we are immune to advertising the, the generation that has lost madison avenue billions of dollars because you cannot sell anything to them were fooled so drastically that they went from voting for some sort of crazy right you know liberal to voting for trump and that's how trump won because they had to come up with an excuse and you say well that's a quite a stretch oh yeah it was quite a stretch in fact he never even really won did he and again forget that it's donald trump it could be it's john doe so then you look at a pie chart, which is astonishing, and you see that over 50% of the people registered to vote, that doesn't even include the people who can't vote, and we all know that the people who can't vote are usually going to vote for what? 
not Republican, because it's structured that way. And you have to assume, you have to, that Republicans militantly are going to come out and vote. But actually, I don't even think it was that bad this time. I think they were even upset, because if I recall correctly, and I can recall, they were furious that Donald Trump was going to be their candidate. It wasn't until he won that three months later you started seeing all these videos come out on YouTube about how, look at the Democrats' faces when they found out Trump won. So they weren't even ready for it. You think, you think Russia is doing this, right? Russia, yeah, Russia's doing this. Russia's changed uh, all, all, all this stuff. Russia's putting that much money. I mean, you got more money going into the fake news than you do into the real news. You know what kind of money that takes? That takes money that like, the, only the banks have. Well, it's funny because the banks own the media. I mean, it's some pretty elaborate fake news, don't you think? So we have an immense amount of financing going into a world war, and that war is a spiritual war, and it's between what? Lies and the truth. Exactly. Well, who's who? Well, what do you think? It doesn't take a genius to figure it out. Who do you think the liar is, and who do you think tells the truth? Now, if I lie, does that make me the devil? Of course not. We're saying, who is the lie, and who is the truth? So, there's an attempt at that. It's slowly, but surely happening. Why? Because you can't prove that. I call them the you can't prove that crowd. What? They're out there doing all kinds of crimes, but you can't prove that. See, it's my word against your word. At what point, at what point, you know, even if I show all the proof in the world, if I could have a videotape, if you if you keep repeatedly saying, I didn't do that, that's not me. Well, yes, it is. I see you right there. Don't lie to us, man. No, I didn't, I didn't do it. I wasn't even there. What are you talking about? You weren't there. It's right there on the video. We have your fingerprints. We have your DNA. Didn't do it. See what I'm saying? How, how are you, you going to prove that? And you get a jury, but that's not, that's not going to happen. So bring it, down, bring it on home. We have lost the ability to differentiate the truth between the lies. Divide and conquer. It's a huge, huge part. that you, It seems to be so small. It seems to be like it's some sort of like Seinfeld or, or Jerry Springer show. But the fact of the matter is, once you get, get away with lying like that <clears throat> and redact paperwork and, and just not have to tell anyone, I don't have to tell anyone, it's my right, it's my business, then you are taking away the very foundation of a humanity, more so than a country. It's definitely dismantling America. I mean, I heard one man saying, I thought it was a brilliant quote, he said, you know, when you lie, really what you're doing is you're trying to kill God. And so I said, how do you figure that? And he says, well, the term, there's a reason they say God is the truth. And of course he is love. Of course God's love. You know, love is not going to go towards the devil, but I mean, I'm sure there's things that we love that have to do with the devil. In fact, I'd say we love more things that have to do with the devil than we do that have to do with God. But to, to tell the difference between, well, whose side are you on? The person who's lying is not going to be on God's side. This is an everyday you know, conversation you have out on the streets. The person who's like so militantly true that they're even like, dude, what are you saying that for? You're going to get yourself in trouble. That's not going to be someone who's for the devil. That's going to be God's people. So what we've done is basically labeled this true thing, man. It's hard, it's hard to say. It's hard to admit in this world. You, get, you can go to jail. You can get break, break up with your girlfriend or boyfriend. So if you're down, if you're down to tell the truth, I mean, you're going to be called a conspiracy theorist if you really take it to another level, and nobody likes a conspiracy theorist. So you really, really, really have to be down for the right cause, and you have to be committed, like, pretty much putting your life on the line, because they're going to call you a lot of names if you're down for the truth. If you're willing and not convinced that the truth is that important, and willing to be made fun of every day on the news, and by your friends, because, you know, there's, what do you get for being a conspiracy theorist? Nothing. So you're volunteering to be a conspiracy theorist? Yes. Why? Because the truth is what's more important. It's going to save humanity. What? What are you talking about? You're willing to risk everything. I think you should just start lying, man. It doesn't matter. It's just a lie. No, it's not. 
Because once you lie, you remove all this hope, just like Trump did with Obama. Well, I don't care who Obama is. Obama could be a black guy, a white guy. He could be the Antichrist. But really what he is is he's, he's hope. It's a word you don't hear him use much anymore. So Trump comes in, and what he does is he, he fabricates that the economy is in crisis, which it's not. The mortgage crisis, the second one in 100 years, also known as the Great Depression in the 30s, happened again, which it was supposed to, just like a pattern, just prior to Obama getting in office. And Obama kept us from going into major soup lines and major depression. Now, it's going to take years to recover from that. In fact, Generation X didn't even recover until recently. But Trump had to know that. So whatever Trump does, it's not going to matter because the effects of whatever decisions you make, they don't happen overnight. You don't send a jobs bill and the next day all of a sudden 100 million people are hired. So he's feeling the echo. He's feeling the, the puddle ripple effect. And he knows that. So he's riding on Obama's coattails only in the sense not that good things are happening, but only in the sense that he knows nothing bad is going to happen with the economy so he can do what he wants. The, 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 the ramifications of what Trump does is not going to be felt for 2022, 20, 2023. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. Ask any pol- political expert on that. You're really n- naive to think that anything that Trump does now is going to affect our economy now. It might raise the spirits that we're conscious of, of a country. I mean, remember Obama, he got a Nobel Peace Prize. So the whole world wanted Obama to be elected because they knew America finally got it. We were the last ones to get it. And yet people were hating on that. And so now you have Trump. It's nothing against Trump. Trump's just being used as a tool. But what he's done so eloquently is he's made lies versus the truth equal. And the media is helping him with that. Why? Because they can't get any of the paperwork. He won't admit to anything. Everyone knows he's lying. But so what? So what if you, you know, I mean, it's a scientific, brilliant thing to do. We know he's lying, but we can't do anything about it. Even if we impeach him, we can't remove him as president. And if we do remove him from president, guess what's going to happen? We'll probably break out in a war and we're going to have some sissy president. It's like America is, is doomed itself, it's cursed itself, just like I said. Just like I said, we're going to pay for the sins of our forefathers. That's how karma works. Now, who knows what went on in their minds? I don't know why they burned crosses. I don't know why they did all that shit. I don't know why they beat up women. I don't know. None of us do that shit, you know, nowadays without any kind of, like, repercussions. I know many guys that'll beat up a guy the second they find out that he even so much as hurt a woman. And yet the impression out there is that all men are raping women. And women want to punch that into your head. Have you ever been raped, they'll say. No, but I'm sure someone he knows has. Maybe even his wife or his sister. You don't have to push that in his face. You know, you, know, you know the answer to that question. Don't use that as a weapon. As if we don't care about one another. That's divide and conquer. Because when you think about it, <clears throat> let me explain something to you. <clears throat> There's not one single person out there that will tell you, no matter what has happened, even if we have the best economy in the world, that Donald Trump has gained votes. And because he's the only president ever to be voted into office, not having the least amount of votes, although he had the least amount, by 300,000, I think. And trust me, Hillary was no spring uh, chicken. It's a lesser of two evils. Right. Who constructed that? Who constructed that? But he was definitely the most least popular person to ever win presidency. So how do you get the least popular president ever? And that's taking the day of the presidential election to get into the presidential position. That shows no support. No matter what they say, it shows no support. Okay, so now you've got someone who has no support as president, didn't get the most votes, but through a, a fluke through the Electoral College wins, and barely wins. So someone had to stretch the numbers. Well, then they blame it on, on the hacking. Okay, fine. So you think, you, you think he's gained more voters now that so many people are so in love with Trump because he's done so much for us. No matter what the media says, ask around, ask your friends. That he's going to be able to make up the difference for all the Democrats who did not vote, which is a huge amount. 
and the Republicans who did vote, and that's also an even bigger amount. It's showing you the disproportionate nature of it. All Republicans vote, no Democrats vote, they win. So you think the second time around they're going to make the same mistake. And yet they're trying to tell you, like, he's going to be hard to beat, he's going to be hard to win. No, 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 no. It would be impossible unless they formulate a crisis, unless something beyond our power creates a scenario that is beyond human explanation, a godlike scenario, or even devil-like scenario. There is no possible way in hell that Trump would have gained enough votes to be able to repel the horror that happened in this country when he won. And it wasn't even that people were against him. They couldn't understand how he won. It's not a disappointment. Like, how did he win? It's, wait, this makes no sense. And they want you to forget about that. So they run all these things past your mind. Just remember that. Trump getting it on a fluke. I mean, an anomaly is an understatement. There's no way he should have been able to be able to be president unless he was appointed or it was transcribed that way. But they're already trying to get you to believe they don't know which, which Democrat to run against Trump. And someone said, it doesn't matter if you get an independent. It doesn't matter if you get a Republican. Hell, you probably could get a Nazi. Who can't be Trump? Everyone would be better than Trump, even if it's not true what they're saying about him. The fact of the matter is, every candidate that exists is better than Trump. And yet, on the news, what are they telling you? They don't know if they can find someone that could possibly be Trump. When we all know, but they make us forget, that the fact of the matter is Trump didn't even win the election. I mean, he, he did win, but he didn't win. You know what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? There's no way he can win by having more votes. He's not going to gain more, more, any more votes. No one's saying, yes, I love the way Trump's doing it, so I'm now going to vote for Trump instead of Hillary like I did before. Or I'm now going to switch to Republican sides. Even Republicans are running. You can't find no Trump supporters out, out in public. You know you can't. you can't. You might find one guy with an NRA sticker on his truck just to make a statement. There's no rallies for Trump. Yeah, I know. I know. See, they go out of their way to show you these rallies. Look at all the people at the rallies. That's what they say. Isn't that weird? What do you, why, why, why do you think they do that? Look, everyone, look. Come, make, make sure you see how many people are here so that we can push the idea that other people in places that you don't live, because you're compartmentalized now on the media, that in the other parts of the world, they, 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 they love Trump. They, they think he's great. Because we know in your mind, you're like, there's no way America supports this guy. As I said, the media is Satan. Banging seven gram rocks and finishing. Amen. It. That's how I roll. I yeah, there's no way he can win. Let's see, let's see how he does it. Let's that. see how they do it. Because I'm, I'm me. Because I'm, because I'm me. Because I'm me. I'm different. I just have a different constitution. I have a different brain. I have a different heart. I have absolute, you know, focus. It's exciting. It's exciting. I've, I've come back from a place that, you know, people can put labels on it and they can figure all this stuff out. They can try to, like, normalize it, normalize it. Boring, stupid, you know, and that's fine. But, but for me, it's, 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 I've just answered to a higher calling and it happened in the blink of an eye. And I'm, Totally excited by it, you know. When you look back at the last time you used drugs, mm-hmm. do you, are you disgusted with yourself, or do you no, think how no, could I'm, I have done that? I'm proud of what I've created. It was radical. You're proud of that party moment? Of course. Why wouldn't I be? Right? No, I, I. Why would I, you be? Because I, I, I expose people to magic. I expose them to something they're never otherwise going to see in their boring, normal lives, and I gave that to them. I may forget about them tomorrow, but they'll live with that memory for the rest of their lives, and that's a gift, man.
those euphoric feelings and another individual. I wrote this rap out of FEMA can. My brain amplifies everything my speakers can. People say we're scatterbrained to acid atheists. I'm like outrageousness, a Catholic mixed in with a Satanist. Spit paramount pictures to rap for the populace. Everything is under control, and that's obvious. But I ain't scared of no Illuminati symbolism Pyramids and rising suns, the information's hypnotism It's Red Lotus Clan, but you already know that Don't hate, I'll put your throat where this rope's at And beat you Prozac, and make you hit the dusty dope sack I blaze some snow cap, and rusty pistols at the Pope's hat Getting cream, hitting green, with my ninja team Living dead, living dreams in the Philippines, sipping lean High as this archangel, archdiocese. I rock the crown, lock it down like a Zionist. Such a phenomenon is responsible for an individual's feeling of deep insight into such common experiences as music or painting while under its influence. To the uh, colonel there, that this this German cell was broken up this week, and I read the story. What? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, you have to admit that there are people who do want to kill Americans. Yeah, some of them are call, uh, call the police. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, but that's, I mean, like, I don't, I'm sorry. I'm that's sorry. apples and oranges. You know, you know what? Uh, you know, coercion apparatus. One is uh, endorsed by the state and the other is not. You know, for, when, the, when the, the Revolutionary War was going on, George Washington and all them dudes was terrorists, as far as the Queen was concerned. So it's like, it's a, you know, it's a difference fine between what's legal and what's fair and decent and, you know, just on the universal sense. You know, but you don't want to get blown up by a bomb. I don't think I'm going to get blown up. Listen, I'm black in America. I live under constant pressure. I don't believe in that boogeyman shit. Yeah. They ain't doing shit. I, you know, I don't believe in that shit. Well, if somebody want to do some shit to you, it ain't. They doing it. And bitch, it's me. No. I don't believe in certain shit that motherfuckers be passing off. I don't believe that was Bin Laden today. I don't believe it was never him. I think it's some dude just standing. I don't even. I can't even believe. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm from the projects. I know danger. I don't feel no danger from that shit. I just. Knock down the World Trade Center? Absolutely not. Come on. I don't. I don't. You know and what? I, you know, That's I don't. where you lose me. <laughs> See a spot on low, shine right at They catch the guy on blow.
down in Napa and got a heads up that there was some big winds and you were feeling it and then all of a sudden three fires are going on all around you. You turn on the news that Napa and Santa Rosa are also ablaze. I mean, I think you're up in the pocket fire, they called it up there. Is that what they're calling it? The Let's see, which fire was it? It was, um... The Redwood Valley one, I think they're calling the pocket fire. That's the pocket fire and then the, the one on the other side of the lake I was watching really closely because it was burning into a cul-de-sac formed by the lake itself that that was the, the prevailing winds were pushing it in that direction so it could only burn in the water but what i was concerned about is if we got a wind shift and looked around and would burn down highway 20 so, so really when you started to see on it, probably on TV the devastation when they started showing these homes and complete uh, dustification, evaporation of, of, of all the buildings, what, what were you thinking as a fireman? Well, I don't watch TV. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I haven't watched TV in 25 years. It's up over time. But we're getting, we're having this firestorm. These fires happened in a matter of a couple hours and created thousands of degrees temperature without any uh, provocation from fuel to build itself. It just happened, it seems like. Yeah, uh, seems like. Right. It just happened over a couple hours and then it was just about 
you know, how the fires were spreading, but the initial destruction was here, there, and everywhere, and everything down to the bone of, of the homes, literally, where all that's left is the fireplace, but there's no iron tubs, there's no granite counters. I mean, we went through uh, Old Redwood Highway here and went Mark, Mark Rest World Road, and it was just amazing how there was nothing left. I mean, nothing. Yeah. And the fires, you know, they were out there within a few hours. So what could have caused that? A normal, a normal temperature of high in a fully involved structure fire is around 1,100 degrees. Mm -hmm. That's normally what we consider operating fire conditions, about 1,100 degrees. The fact is, is that there's a lot of plastics inside households right now, so plastics um, liberate a lot more heat. Than Did you hear anything about blue lights being seen and yes. anybody saying that? I saw that. I saw the photographic uh, evidence on the internet. Did you see, I heard of anybody else commenting that they've seen blue lights, like they've been commenting on my site, that I saw blue flashes, I saw it, and other people have been saying it as well. Yeah, just some in passing, but I saw, I saw actual photographs that people took from their cell phones and their cameras. And Nature Beast with firefighters is that we, uh, we love helping people. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and that's what firefighters are all about. So, I know, um, Many, many just outstanding people in the service. So, uh, not everybody's aware of what's going on, but that's the way it always goes. Well, and you're the first responders. That's what we always call you in all the letters and um, over the freeways. Thank you, first responders. Now, I want to thank you personally, John, for coming here and also for all the career, all you've done to help others and give because one thing I've learned about firemen is they get into business because they want to help. They get into business because they want to, quote, save lives. And they're first responders that put themselves on the line. Here they go after a fire they've never seen before in the middle of the night called it. I mean, this had to be called the Beast Fire. I mean, this, this is so amazing what just happened here. Until you're actually seeing it and being around it, you can't appreciate the devastation that went on in certain areas. And then just over the hill, completely normal, natural, everybody's back to everyday life. And so we have so many people that are displaced, but with the fire community, fireman community, other uh, first responders that want to build, we're, we're, you know, out of the ashes going to come something better, but it's going to be a community organizing effort, not uh, dictating from the federal government down to these people who lost everything, and now they're being told they can't go back to their homes, and we're going to give them some opportunities because we care, and all of us are going to do it because we care, and it's not going to be about us. We're going to join the firemen, we're going to join the other community leaders, but this is going to be exciting, and, and the spiritual part I was, I was bringing that we were talking about earlier is this is about empathy. This is about giving to the greater good of all and this is what we're supposed to be all be about i i feel and so with your giving and giving your time here to go on record which is big uh you know thank you john i mean and thank you uh captain east bay <laughs> for your input as well and hopefully this will shed a little light and others will step forward and not be afraid to speak their truth about what they know because a lot of people have secrets and we need to all come out now and we need to come together and and, and really you know, be the change we wish to see. So, so thank you, John, for your time. Really appreciate it.
so any of you who have watched anything on my channel before, we do a lot of stuff about the weather wars and the Tesla technologies and the directed energy weapons and, uh, you know, weather manipulation and geoengineering. And with these wildfires out in California, there's been some odd anomalies reported. And what got my brain going down the rabbit hole putting puzzle pieces together was earlier today I had put up, put up a video about the red skies over London and the Stockholm, the darkness in Stockholm, where it was an hour, hour after sunrise and it was still nighttime. And there was a gal uh, made a comment on one of those videos. One of the anomalies was that airplanes were smelling smoke in their cockpits above the above London during the red skies and also above Stockholm and it, I didn't know what you know could have caused that and I just said that in the video I you know I don't know what could cause that and somebody had left a comment below and said that she was from the southern UK and that they were smelling smoke all all across the UK and stuff because of the storms blowing the smoke smell from the wildfires that were breaking out all over Europe. So I started looking into it because there were also electromagnetic anomalies in the Stockholm and London area at the same time. Uh, the things like light bulbs turning on and lighting up outside without, you know, being turned on and stuff. And I had talked a little bit about that, about how frequencies, you know, like when you turn in, tune in a shortwave radio, you can use uh, fluorescent light bulbs, those long fluorescent light bulbs, and they don't even have to be plugged into a light fixture. You can hold them in your hand and they will light up. So anyway, thinking, I wonder if there's a connection between the electromagnetic anomalies and these wildfires so i started listening to witness testimonies out in california and they say well first i ran across uh richie from boston and he had put up a video uh, talking about this that that he thought directed energy weapons were used to start these wildfires out in California, that this was geoterrorism. You know, also we had talked about that with the hurricanes coming up so suddenly. And so I, I started listening to witness testimonies who were actually there and saw the wildfires start, you know, and, and were in the evacuation and stuff. And he's right, that's exactly what they report. They report that there it was calm and there were no fires or anything and then all of a sudden these massive winds kicked up that there was no storm the, the meteorologists report no storm in the area except all of a sudden massive winds kicked up between 35 to 60 miles per hour and there were blue sparks seen above in the atmosphere in the sky and then boom forest fires started everywhere I, and it wasn't like it started in one place and spread i forget it's, it's something like what was it like 30 some or um, 60 or something crazy it's in this report but it was literally dozens of wildfires starting in dozens of different places simultaneously i mean what are the odds of that when the witnesses report the same thing, the gusts of wind, you know, like we saw in the hurricanes when they were seated. And then, uh, you know, these blue lights that we also saw above the earthquakes. Uh, locations by accident. So what I'm telling you is, yes, we do see that in the locations where these fires started, we do see these crazy wind patterns that just pick up out of nowhere. It goes literally, look at this, at 
let's look at this carefully. At 8.56 p.m. on October 9th, the wind speed was zero miles an hour. And within three hours, the wind speed picks up to 26 miles, or 22.6 miles an hour. Okay? But it drops down again. Now, this is the time when the firefighters should have been out there. Okay? This is, this is not the first 20, this is, this is just within like six hours of this fire. Okay, they, after six, within six hours of the fire, and the videos are consistent with this, within six or eight hours of this fire starting, they had a huge window of time here. They had a huge window of like 12 hours, where the, 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 the highest spike after that, because like, look at, see, here's a 24-hour period. 24, almost, this is almost two days. They had no, they had no spikes. They could have been putting out the fire here, but you hear them say that they don't have the resources, because they're busy. Hey guys, it's 2.53 p.m. on October 12, 2016, we're bad. But apocalyptic is to let you know, because they don't read the scriptures, so I'm just going to tell you that in the book of Revelation, in chapter 6, it literally says that this beast comes, which is just a metaphor. It's a horse, it's just that people can look at it as a, it's called a black horse, and people can just take it as just a metaphor for a condition or uh, a government or however you want to look at that to interpret it. But the very specific part it says here is that of this four beasts, four teeth, this is what his words are. So these are the details around the injury that he causes. Um, he talks about a measure of weed for pennies, three measures of barley for pennies, and this. See that you do not hurt the oil and the wine. Well, why do I tell you this? Because there are some times in scripture when you actually have to like hate Hey guys, it's 640 on October 7th, 2017. Let's hear what CNN has to say and then compare it to the reality. Right now, sustained speed is still the same at 9 miles per hour. That's a high-end Category 1, and it still has the time and space to get to the Category 2 strength because it only needs to get up to 96 miles per hour. It's currently 140 miles south of Biloxi. It's about 50 miles away from the mouth of the Mississippi of Blackman's Parish. We're seeing some convection on the northern end of the, what is a, an eye you can see. Is that 134 earthquakes have hammered a three-mile stretch around Monterey County. Now, here just last week, there was a 4.6 magnitude quake that was felt in San Francisco and the surrounding area.
for this community tonight. You can see an earthquake just north of Julian Felt all over the county. Good evening. I'm Steve Atkinson. And I'm Kimberly Hunt. The magnitude 4 quake hit at 4.30 was followed shortly by a 3.0 quake. And 10 News reporter Anthony Perret is live in Julian. CG&E has installed a generator in Julian. And 10 News reporter Anthony Perret is there as residents prepare to be without power for what could be days. Today, the Reverend Clay Evans and the members of ARC. What a wonderful name. As the storm clouds of this world's destruction gather, we need an ARC. And we need a man to call us into the ark. The ark was so simply built. Some scholars say it was a very crude ship. In the Holy Quran it says it was put together with planks and nails. of the poor who and he worked among us from 1930 until 1934 guys out there know exactly what I'm talking about and a lot of women out there know exactly what I'm ever really realize you were doing this at the time as a
it or cold is a direct result, uh, but there are some scientists. President Trump also encouraging protesters with a tweet saying, time for change. Or just to prove that... <laughs> It's 11.59 at Radio Free America, and this is Uncle Sam with music and the truth until dawn. Right now, I've got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the line, this is your song. Activation of the emergency broadcast system for LA County. Effective at 6.45 p.m. this date, the Los Angeles County Emergency Operations Center has announced, announced expanded boundaries for the emergency curfew. I told you so. I'm sorry, I just have to be saying In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful. PGS Intuition is your personal guidance system, and how true that is. He is next on Coast to Coast AM. Okay, this is something I've been wanting to research for a long time, and sure enough, I found more than what I thought I would find. And, in fact, it bewilders me on what exactly is these fuckers' agenda. Who is here undocumented? Yes. An illegal alien? Okay, as far as I know, an illegal alien is someone that, or something from another planet that shoots lasers out of its eyes. On word to God, for he sends word to his prophet. Uh, anyone who doesn't believe in the existence and activity of Satan and the fallen angels is a heretic. Take another thought. I was snatched up off of my feet. Messed with my mind, for lack of better words. For the next four hours, I'll use modern terminology from computers today that we didn't have then. But but using modern terminology, God, I my spirit uploaded to God and God's spirit downloaded to me. I would speak for about five minutes in a more Spanish or uh, Italian or, or French language. He says, Bill, don't worry about it. When I'll put it in modern terminology. While you prayed that four hours, I pre-programmed your spirit and your mind. You cannot fail. You won't make the wrong decision. I've already pre-programmed you. You just go with the flow. I'm going to direct you. I'll call circumstances and providential happenings, and you'll be moved right into my timing and purpose. You're already pre-programmed. You can't miss it. I, I, I like that. How about you? You're pre-programmed and can't miss it. But uh, another thing you said interest me right from the get-go 
you are speaking more than one language. Yes. Whereas most believers that speak in supernatural languages, they stay with one language their whole life. I have a language when I go to warfare that I speak, when I'm just talking to God in another language, when I'm interceding in another language, when I'm worshiping in another language. But I'm intrigued with the angel, Archangel Michael. You had a private audience with him. How come I didn't? <laughs> well. The time of the end 12 at that time Michael will appear. He is the great prince of the angels. He guards your people. There will be a time of terrible suffering. Things will be worse than at any time since nations began. But at that time of suffering your people will be saved. Their names are written in the book of life. Too many people who lie dead in their graves will wake up. Some will rise up to life that will never end. Others will rise up to shame that will never end. Three, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the sky. Those who led many others to do what is right will be like the stars forever and ever for. But I want you to roll up this scroll. Dan but that's not the fact at all. The fact of the matter is that uh, one of the two witnesses is John, the beloved disciple. But it's not really John, the beloved disciple, who writes the book of Revelation. It's Michael the Archangel incarnate in the form of John. That's been a secret for almost 2,000 years. How'd you figure that out? You'd have to know who I went to school with. Who'd you go to school with? John the Beloved Disciple. How do you like those apples? How did you pull that off? What the fuck? Uh, That's a door. Do you like music? Sure. Mm. In that case, you're gonna love this. I was into these dudes before anybody. Parted with them all the time. I don't speak on it unless it's real. Do I think I'm special? Obviously. Who else do you know at the phone call can be put on the second most watched show ever aired by Oprah Winfrey for the purpose of standing up in the audience? But I was invited as a guest and telling her off because she tries to crucify some guy on stage about his sobriety, claiming that it's a lie, while I have documented proof through my doctors that I lived twice as wild as that guy. And I had evidence. What's so amazing is I got my job a month after I was on Oprah, and someone apparently recognized me. Remember, I had to get FBI background clearance at the airport. It was not easy to do. In fact, I was in training for so long and the FBI clearance wouldn't come through. My boss essentially told me, I don't know what you did, but you're not going to be able to make it. And I said, well, you know, I, I didn't say I had a perfect record. He said, I know, but you've got to be honest with them. So finally they called me in and they say, we have something on your record and you didn't tell us about it. And I said, what are you talking about? They said, you had an incident in 2000, a little fire. Now, in all honesty, I then became shocked. I said, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. I have been instructed by the judge to not discuss that case. Everything was dismissed. I have no charges on my record or anything. The FBI says, we know everything about you. We just want you to be honest with us. I go, I I'm not kidding you. Why would I not tell you about that? I told you about everything else that I have done and everything else I've been a part of. Now, compared to the other guys that went to the airport, I had quite a scandalous past. But I was not necessarily scandalous. And eventually it was weird because we would have VIPs that would come into the airport and we would have, have people assigned to them. 
And it was pretty miraculous, to be honest with you. I've been on Donald Trump's jet. I've been on Rupert Murdoch's jet. And all the guys would get jealous because you get tips sometimes. But they wouldn't give big tips. And i get all the call-outs. See, I was alone now. I wasn't in L.A. I wasn't with anyone. I had nothing to do. These guys were married. They had kids. They had stuff to do on the weekend. But for some reason, I got assigned some hardcore people. The, the Prime Minister of Israel. I'm the only civilian. I'm, I'm driving with men and women with automatic weapons. And I'm talking about like 30 or 40 of them. Snipers on roofs. There's this gentleman who goes off the plane and I'm the first person to meet him. Because, he, because he's coming to our uh, FBO operation. So some of the guys even complained a little bit. He said, I don't understand. This guy shouldn't have even gotten his FBI background clearance. Why is it that he gets assigned to all the VIPs? Why does he get to go and, you know, handle all the ones that are very unique and very special? Because they didn't just want to know what my past was. They don't really care about your criminal past. They're profiling you. They profiled me. And when I was in L.A., I was in a very unique organization. And you can't join it. Everyone wants to join it, but you can't join it. They'll find you. And some of them have been found, so I'm safe now, I guess. But I'm a very different person than I was than when I was in L.A. Now, with that said, when I uh, was on Oprah, I got a call from Wendy. Wendy was the one who showed me the book because she has the courage to call me up after we had broken up and I was basically abandoned. And we were the couple that was never going to break up. And it took a hell of a lot to finally break us up. And we discussed it for a long time before we finally did break up. And we were going to get back together. It was sort of a fluke that I didn't go back to L.A. But Wendy very simply called up and said, you know, you read uh, a million little pieces. And I said, yeah. And she had read it too because she said, I finally understood what you were talking about. I couldn't understand the chaos and madness of your life. But this book really showed me that. And so I'm going to send it to you and we'll read it together over the phone. So we bonded over that. It was about a month later, she called me up and she says, I need you to write one of your letters. I said, what do you mean? She goes, they're going to put that guy on show, on Oprah. They're going to say that everything he wrote in the book is a lie because it's too impossible. It's just not believable. That, that since he can't prove it, that he's lying and they're going to just throw him under the bus. So you need to write one of your letters. So I wrote one of my letters, and in about an hour, I got a phone call saying, we're flying you out to Chicago tomorrow on a live TV show. The only time Oprah has gone live, or no, the second time Oprah's ever gone live on TV. And we want you to tell your story about what's going on. And I did, and I stood up and I said, don't you ever let her tell you that you're a liar, because I've been through shit that's more crazier than your stuff. I go, you're a hero. Don't back down. And he did. He backed down, and he said he lied in the book. What did he lie about? Uh, nothing, really. Uh, he said at the end of the book, his girlfriend that he had met, because it was a very dramatic book. It was very soap opera-like in its nature, but really it was an addiction book that was important. Well, he said his girlfriend that he met in rehab, that when he got out of jail, he went to go see her, and she was dead because she hung herself. When they found out who it really was, it turns out she didn't hang herself. No, she she slid her wrists, but he put she hung herself because he didn't want her found out in the book. So they, they, they wanted to claim the whole book was a lie because it's such a crazy story. But when he said, write one of your letters. I don't really ever write one of my letters. That was part of a unique group in Los Angeles. Now, up here things get a little bit more spiritual. I've had four near deaths since I've been up here. 
It all occurred on the exact same date, although all of them were unrelated. No, none were suicides. I've been in the hospital. I've been tube-fed. I almost lost both my legs after being poisoned by someone. No one believes my shit. No one believes my stories. No one believes my shit. They think I'm exaggerating, and I'm watering it down. But one thing that I do have that's a gift is that I do know about targeted individuals. And I know what's going on with that. And it's quite unusual. Now, the thing that I have that's a talent is not just that I get targeted. Fuck that. They want me because I can see when people get targeted. And that's very unusual. Because they want it to be so personal that everyone thinks you're crazy. Everyone thinks you're nuts. You're, you're psycho. Why would anyone be after you? I mean, come on. They don't have that much money to invest in some kind of operation to come get you. But I can see that. So I'm able to go up to people and say, by the way, do you know that you are targeted? Yes, yes, I do. Thank you so much for noticing. Because it seems to like save their lives and their mental health. To know that someone, just one person, believes them and sees that they are being targeted. And it's very, very real. And sometimes uh, I see this targeting occur and the people don't even know what's happening. Now that's very unusual because usually you're locked in a bubble. Usually every person is sort of compartmentalized where it's, if you say anything you're nuts and don't say anything or something bad will happen to you. That's the devil. That's the devil. That's what the book calls the devil. And it's using fear to scare people. So when someone comes up to you and says, hey, even kids, and I come up to them and I tell them, they don't say, whoa, bro, you're a fucking creep, you're a weirdo. They start crying, and they say, thank God, finally someone understands. That's kind of what I was saying about Trisha that day. And it could go a million miles of, of, of benefit. So in a way, I do have a job. Yes, I do get paid for it. It is very real. I don't plan on convincing anyone. I'm not trying to convince anyone. All I'm doing is giving an explanation. But I know these people are not lying because I've been a victim of it, and I see it happen every single day. Now, why does it happen? Many reasons. Many, many reasons. But one of them is they just shine too bright of a light. On records of millions of Verizon customers and surveil someone through their phones, through their, uh, certainly through their television sets. The last year and a half, he's been systematically followed by a group of people. Does the FBI use drones for surveillance on U.S. soil? Yes. New Associated Press investigation shows that the Bureau has its own little air force with scores of planes flying over American cities, recording video and tracking cell phone conversations. He has a man outside of his house in a hood, like basically like a hood. It looks and we can. Well, this almost sounds like gang stalking or something. Have you heard of that? Many of the things that victims of gang stalking describe are also symptoms of mental disorders. We're not having a group hallucination. This is actually something that's happening. up with my parents. My mother was a medical doctor. My father was a former rocket scientist uh, turned uh, teacher. I grew up with uh, a desire to be a graphic artist. And then I didn't like school very much. So I joined the Navy. And I did that for a couple of years. Didn't like that too much. So I came back to LA and basically lived in Los Angeles uh, as, a, uh, as a homeless man just living on the street. I had my truck with a shell and I worked as a handyman or construction jobs that I would get. The gang stalking experience started for me 
when I noticed these black SUVs and other police vehicles driving slowly along the street, and but they never uh, came up to me or said anything. And then I had seven or eight helicopters hovering directly over my apartment, and then it goes and it keeps happening, keeps happening, and I, it begins to dawn on me that something is going on, and, and this continued on. Here comes the gang stalking helicopter. Here he comes. It's confusing to humans trying to understand gang stalking. Why would they do this to me? Why would they do these weird, petty little things that, you know, may even just irritate me at some moment? If you were to ask me what gang stalking is, it's a way to slowly kill people using their own decisions. See, we're getting one of our friends here. I get it. See, if, I don't know if you can hear that on the audio, but we're getting a buzz right now. And on, on certain topics that I'll bring up, I'll get buzzed. My understanding of gang stalking is that a number of people have found each other on the internet who believe that they are being targeted for harm. So this, there's this concept of hypervigilance, right? Which is that your threat assessment centers get locked into a position that is too high. They're warning you all the time about things not necessarily untrue, but that you would feel better not worrying about. Being of the opinion that you had to constantly look around and figure out what might be threatening to you, or else your life would be at stake, would lead to you not just seeing connections that weren't there, but erring on the side of safety when you see a connection that might or might not be there. I'm a self-taught uh, makeup artist, and depending on the list that you look at, probably one of the top 10 makeup artists in the world. I, I think that just my life experience, me being around famous people all the time, what paparazzi photographers do to them, what normal people do to them if they go out in public, there'll be a gang-like reaction. This is essentially the same thing except it's not, I didn't ask for it. In my experience, it started over a year ago. I had rented a space in Hawthorne, California, and people warned me that as a gay man, you know, it was maybe brave of me to rent this space. I never think about things like that. I didn't know what it was called, like I said, I just thought that it was bullying. I just thought that it was, you know, people that were just like, get the faggot out of the neighborhood or whatever. When 20 or 30 cars are hazing you on the freeway, behind you, in front of you, on both sides of you, completely controlling how fast you go, whether you exit, whatever you do, um, this is something bigger than that. I started spray painting their cars on the freeway. I pepper sprayed them. At this time, it was trying to get them to call the police. That's what I was trying to do. I had no other way I felt like other than to find out, are these people together? Are they working in this one collective group for the same reason? That's half the fun of a new house, seeing what people left behind in the attic. Well, saving on homeowner's insurance with GEICO's help was pretty fun, too. 
What they'll do to a particular person in order to stress them out is they'll hit them with the same thing over and over and over again. I would get Los Angeles Police Department vehicles lighting up their sirens and not pulling me over but zooming around me, almost like a continual tactic. This happened so much that I was inspired to buy a dash camera. I believe it was the very next day, and it was the first time I experienced what I know now is called street theater. And I watched the parking lot literally fill up with cars. And, you know, heterosexual couples um, would hold hands and, like, stroll through the back of the parking lot like they were on some 1950s sitcom. People that are trying to look incredibly normal look incredibly abnormal because they're they're acting it's not authentic that was when i first started thinking it's all of them against me this is clearly a collective organized whatever is happening if a conspiracy is a bunch of people working together to do something that they don't want publicized then it would be absolutely wrong to say that the world is not filled with conspiracies. The question is, what does it do for you to spend a lot of time thinking and feeling about the conspiracies that you believe exist? Government has to know about it. how can this, this can't be like some rogue group operating, you know, some shadow thing and, 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 and nobody knows about it. I go to the Van Nuys Police Department, I walk in, I say, this is my ID, this is my name. Are you following me or do you have any knowledge of me being followed? Is there a reason for you to be followed, sir? No, there's not. But people are. Who's following you? Well, I don't know who it is. Well, what are they driving? They're driving cars with dealer tags that you can't trace. Well, sir, there are a lot of dealers here. There are a lot of dealer tags. How do you know that they're following you? Very quickly, you see how crazy you sound. I've never been arrested. <clears throat> I've never had a DUI. Anything whatsoever, whoever is in charge, which is so weird, is spinning this web about what a deviant, immoral, less than a human being you are. That's the only thing that I can think of that would get that many people in this collective effort to get rid of you. This happens to you enough, believe me. You will feel stress. You will get that feeling of helplessness. This is not just like a gang of random people just doing this for, you know, like randomly or without a plan. This is, this is procedural. The psychiatric definitions of delusion tend to focus on really two principles. Uh, one is that the ideas that you have are not very vulnerable to evidence. The other is that people in your culture don't share your beliefs. The question becomes, if you can find 10,000 people on the internet who believe the same thing as you, is it a delusion? Is it bizarre? Quite possibly not. If everybody believes this stuff, how is it in any way insane? 
shapeshifter subject. What I can confirm is that there are apparently non-humans, apparently some of them are extraterrestrial, and apparently they have some kind of evil grip on our world. Richard Bruce here, and if you haven't seen my channel before, this is gang stalking for reptilian shapeshifter movie uploads to YouTube. When I uploaded my study, within 15 minutes, helicopters kept zooming over my apartment like there was a drug bust in my building. And then it, it didn't take me long. I think it popped into my mind pretty quick. Oh my God, is this from what I uploaded to, to YouTube? Because the whole thing was so freaky at first. Like when you're seeing these, these non-human features, you're like, oh my God, what is this? What could possibly be going on? They're carnivorous. They are not friendly to mankind. Um, at least the ones that are here. Are you saying carnivorous that eat humans? Yes. When I told my family about this, it's almost like I get like a, a non sequitur reply from a computer. It's like it, it just they they just kind of look at me like I'm not even I'm not even hearing this and I'm really not interested in that. My father, the the uh, the rocket scientist, the doctorates in mathematics. When I tell him anything about this, one of the main points of discrediting me is saying that it's like it's just you just, have, you just have to be negative and dark about everything you have to because of your own dissatisfaction at being unemployed i mean that's a highly you know it's under it's an understandable point of view it's like somebody who's disgruntled with life in general might flock to an idea like, yeah there's evil reptilians doing it all to us and that's why i'm so miserable or whatever you know nobody wants to be called crazy it's one of the worst things you can imagine I don't think I or any psychiatrist would recommend that people are convinced that what they believe is not true. The more useful target would be what pain are they feeling in their life. At least if, if I can do anything, if I can achieve anything by exposing this issue to the general public, it could be that it takes away these criminals' right to destroy people's lives with this because it's terrible what's happening to people. I mean, what kind of a country do we live in where you can't say certain things or do certain things without our own government using these subversive, underhanded tactics to drive you crazy? You're in the middle of this ridiculous, irrational impossibility that is real and is happening and is stranger than fiction or anything that you can imagine. And it's... This is terrifying. Fuck. I don't want to start crying. It... It pisses you off. It frustrates you beyond anything that you can imagine. And it, um... It changes you. 
We could see it from everything, the fluoride in the water, the chemtrails, the fake education system, the fake medical system. I mean, when are we going to wake up and stand up and fight? As the scripture says, how good is it for brethren to be together? Meaning, how good is it for people who truly trust each other and are friends to be together? I've been getting some comments from people um, regarding being targeted individuals or individuals who are being singled out by society, by the government, by family, by friends, all because these individuals are identified as um, true disciples of God, true believers, true practitioners, or at least wholeheartedly endeavoring to be a practitioner of God's gospel. And uh, these individuals have, you know, given testimony regarding what they've had to endure from court systems, um, the jobs, family members, basically in the form of people trying to abuse them, misusing them, walking away from them, walking out of their lives, taking things from them, lying on, the, on them, putting a false witness out against them, trying to characterize them as something and somebody that they're not. Hey, I already know about that myself. Um, and these individuals have talked about basically forming a support group of us. Well, we are a support group. As long as we stay in the word of God, God keeps bringing his family together and keeps his family together. In other words, like-minded, like-spirited individuals tend to somehow show up in each other's lives just when it's needed most. Yeah, a lot of this walk that we have to walk seems lonely, seems at times lonely, but you have to embrace the fact that everybody's not going where you're going, everybody's not going the way you're going, everybody's not going to understand where you're going nor the way you have to go. You have to embrace that and you just have to go on. And yes, sometimes you'll end up in some places that you may not fully have an appreciation for at the moment, that you may not fully understand how you got there or why you're there. Um, but the more you embrace God's plan, Jeremiah 29, 11, the more you embrace that and realize that his plan for you is his plan for you. That even your children may not go with you. Your mom and your dad may not understand what it is that you're having to go through. You may not be able to stay with that spouse. You may not have a spouse. Uh, you may question your own mind. You you may push yourself to be uh, representative of integrity more than more more so than other people. You may push yourself to be consistent more so than other people. Shalom, Israel. It's your boy, New Breed, a.k.a. Brother Emmanuel, coming through with another video. In this particular video, I would like to discuss how targeted individuals will never fit in. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Targeted individuals will never be accepted by society. Number one reason why, they're chosen by the Most High God. 
targeted individuals cannot fit in with society. It's impossible. Now, for those who are unfamiliar of what a targeted individual is, it's basically a person who is a victim of gang stalking. Gang stalking is when someone takes an organized or orchestrated attempt to stalk an individual. This usually happens within towns, especially towns that have Freemason hubs or 